You're very welcome back to another episode of Tree Talk with myself and Matt Callan of the Vale, vale Star Weekly Observer. Uh, Matt, after entering level five just two days ago, we incredibly have all senior sides in inter-county championship action this weekend. Um, the hurlers are on Sunday, the footballers uh, tomorrow, Saturday. The Camogie team are on Sunday as well, and the ladies footballers play tomorrow. And that's after the postponement of a number of games. I suppose there's only one place to start, and that's with the senior hurlers. And it's been a long time since we saw them. Obviously, they beat Watford comprehensively in their last game um, back in the start of March. They were flying at the start of the year. Um, I'm sure John Kiley has them flying again. They're playing a clear side who are dogged down with injuries. They've missing four All-Stars from the top of my head that I can think of. Limerick are heavy favourites going into it. Is there any reason to think that they won't be able to overcome Clare? Uh, no reason, Jack. No reason. But of course, the trick is um, to pick up on the forum where, where they left off before the before the um, pandemic. Like Limerick were in smashing forum, but <coughs> also Clare were in smashing forum, Jack. Because if 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 you look at the respective league performances before the lockdown, Limerick had won five games out out of five. Clare had won four and drawn one. Um, Overall, you would possibly um, think that Limerick were probably in the tougher group, possibly. But then Kilkenny and Wexford were in, were in Clare's group. And, and, um, uh, but um, the, the trick for Limerick is, is, is to pick up on that type of forum because I would have very little doubt had, had this game been played um, in the immediate aftermath of, of the campaign, of the um, group stages, that Limerick would be very, very fair and favourites. But of course, a lot has happened since, you know, and um, uh, Limerick have suffered the loss of, of Mike, Mike Casey, probably to, to compound with the, uh, having already lost Richie English. Now, Clare are not without their woes either. John Conlon is going to be out, Colm Galvin, Podge Collins, Peter Duggan. So, like, there, there, there is a bit of it. <coughs> a bit of a changed landscape, so it will be very, very interesting to see how how um, how the sides will will be will respond. Um, uh, of course, um, back then we, we were heading in practically uh, to summer hurling. Now we're heading into deep winter hurling. So there, 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 there are a lot of unseen factors. There are a lot of factors at play here um, that we just don't know how they'll pan out. And just looking at the at the Limerick team first, we'll say obviously we'll have no Mike Casey and no Rich English. How do you think um, who's going to come in for them, lads? Do you think? And then looking further up the field, from eight fifteen, Limerick have seen fairly settled over the last two years. Can you see anyone breaking into the team in the forward line in midfield? I'll answer your first question first. Um, going on his performances during the league campaign, during the Munster um, League. And particularly um, from the Piercing, how um, David Dempsey can be overlooked, it would, it would be a very, very, very big call. Like if, if a guy ever put up his hand and put it up really high in, in 2020, like he has been in absolutely smashing form all year. And we did flag it early on because <coughs> the signs of David Dempsey being in top form um, aren't something that we learned 
during the summer. We, we learned it as far back as the, as, as the Munster League campaign, if you will recall. And um, he carried it on then in, in, in the league. And I certainly think that he is somebody that, that is likely, he, he's putting huge, huge pressure on, on, on those that we, that we would call, that would expect to be regulars. And he certainly has very, very strong claims for a, for a place. Now, when you look at the back, you say to yourself, two of the All-Ireland winning full back line gone. Um, Richie McCarthy, um, who should normally be um, the, the man to step up instead of Mike Casey, has retired. <coughs> so, like, there, there will be a bit of soul searching <clears throat> and a bit of head scratching to be done back there. Sean Finn is a certainty. No marks for guessing that in the full back line. How um, John Coyley will, will, will sort them out after that. Like that, 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 there, are competing, there are competing options, I suppose. Tom Condon never has never left the side down. Um, Aaron Costello has <coughs> had a decent innings every time he was called upon. <coughs> Barry Nash can play um, cornerback. Um, Barry is a, such an adaptable player. We see how he made the transition from um, attack to defence absolutely seamlessly. And uh, I suppose one, one of the star performers of, 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 of the league so far. But were he to revert maybe into one of the, the to the left corner position? Possibility, do they go for um, putting, putting Dan Morrissey back at fullback, where he has played on a couple of occasions? And, um, and um, Paddy O'Loughlin coming into the, in, in, into the half-back line. Um, it isn't that there isn't options there. It is a question of what, what, which option that, that they will come up with. Or do they consider Jerome Bynum, like who had a very, very good county championship with the Pearsick. So um, that, that, that there are options there, Jack. It isn't, it isn't as if um, there are not options. Or it isn't as if we're down to the bare bones. We're not, um, and and this this is testimony um, that there are so many options there at this point. That is testimony to the job that John Kiley and his management team have done over the last four years. That they have built a squad, a, a squad that possibly would cushion that will cushion itself and against the loss of two key players in the one line, the last a very sensitive line, um, the full back line which counties throughout the, uh, throughout the country, like they, they, they have tried to get a settled, get a, a settled full back line. Now we had got one, but unfortunately <coughs> in, in, injury has ordained like that we will be without two, but we still have plenty of options. Yeah, and it's just the names you mentioned there. You wouldn't mind, you wouldn't be worried about any of those players, Costello, Boylan, Condon, even Nash come back. You wouldn't be worried about any of those players. On the other hand, Claire are missing um, uh, Colm Galvin obviously from midfield with injury, Podge Collins, um, John Conlon and Peter Duggan obviously is still away. Like they're four huge losses for Clare. Do they have the firepower on the bench that Limerick have to cope with those losses? Or is this, will this be a good thing for Clare to come in as underdogs? I think it would be very, very hard, Jack, to replace the players that you're talking about. <coughs> while Slimerick's, while Slimerick's um, was are concentrated in the full back line. Like Clare are without um, three frontline attackers, like in Peter Duggan, John Conlon, and the form that John Conlon was in, particularly last year, you know, and 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 Podge Collins, they're all in the one area of the field. Like basically, um, Limerick might be missing two of the full back line, Clare are missing two of the full forward line. 
So, you know, in that regard, it probably evens itself out. But um, I, 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 I'm not so sure that they have the firepower to come in. And I don't think that Brian Lawn possibly would have the same level of options. He certainly will have options in, in, in the attack, but probably not the same options as John Kiley has in, 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 in um, deciding on the format of the, of the, the makeup of his defence. And but will will Clare kind of revel in the fact that their underdogs come into the game? I'll I'll never forget the 2013 semi-final. Limerick had won the Munster for the first time in 19 years, and Clare just blitzed them. I, I think it'll suit Brian Lowe and his men to come in uh, as under as the underdogs. I it always suits Clare to be underdogs, and and and, and they, they they always nearly always professed to to be underdogs. Um, before before upsetting before upsetting the odds, I I don't think it will play injured. <coughs> there have been great games and there have been great upsets, Jack, between Limerick and Clare in the past. But like we, we seem to forget how high the stakes are in 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 this particular one. Like um, it's unique in the annuals of the GAA that you win you win a first round of the Munster Senior Hurling Championship. And after it, you you will be presented with a trophy, um, because of the fact that it, it it's doubling up with the league final. But like all convention goes out the window this year due to the pandemic. Um, yeah, Claire will be will be quite happy. Um, they'll be quite happy to be underdogs. But I, I Jack, for one, would never make Claire underdogs against Limerick. Yeah, we've we've seen that we've seen that before. But in a, in a word, Matt, who who will leave Semple Stadium uh, looking forward to a tie against Tipperary and as league champions? Limerick. Limerick, lovely. I'd agree with you there, Matt. I just I just think Kylie will have his side. You, 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 you did say you did say in a word, Jack, <laughs> and that's what I gave you, Limerick. And obviously, that's our senior hurlers. Our senior footballers then continue their quest. Well, it will finish on Sunday, one way or another. Uh, or Saturday, sorry, against Sligo, in Sligo, the last round of Division 4. They obviously returned to action last week with a loss. It was disappointing, and the, the manner of play was disappointing, but sure, look, that's to be expected after a layoff. Wexford were the same, but they just hit the ground running. Against Sligo, it's still in their own hands. They can get promotion with a win. Do you see them coming away from Sligo with that win? I think they can, Jack. I, 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 I think they can. Um you saw in the aftermath of the game in, in, in McNeville Park how disappointed um, um, Billy Lee was with his, with his team's first half performance. He, he qualified it by saying the first half <coughs> that it wasn't good enough, and it wasn't. And um, like, but I certainly took great heart from the second half <coughs> because what we saw was Limerick recapturing the form that put him in the position and that, 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 that they were in last Sunday going into the game, whereby if had they won the game, they would have been promoted by now. But certainly the second half gave great reason for hope going to Sligo. Um, now, I understand um, that, that Sligo are possibly back in the hunt because had um, Waterman had conceded a walkover quantum earlier in the week, I understand that has been reversed today now and that, that, that Antrim and Waterford is going to go ahead in Dundalk. I couldn't for one minute understand the logic. Um, I could understand the reasoning um, for Waterford 
possibly due to the pandemic and what have you, um, not traveling up to Antrim. Um, but the logic of going into the game in seven days' time against Limerick in the Munster Championship without a game, I, didn't, I couldn't under, understand that. But it, it, had that stood, it would mean that, Ant, uh, that Sligo, um, their goose was cooked as far as promotion in the league is concerned. And even, they are now depending on Waterford to go to Dundalk or whatever the game is on and beat Antrim. Because you have a situation where you have three teams at the top of the table. You have Wicklow, Wexford and Limerick, all on eight points. Wicklow and Wexford are one and two. They meet in Wexford Park. So whatever happens there, even if it is a draw, it, 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 it puts Sligo... Uh, if it is a draw, it definitely puts Sligo out. The win, whoever wins there together with a Nantrum win ensures that, that, that Sligo are out. Now, there, there are six teams mathematically in the race. Even, believe it or not, Carlo are in the race because they're going to move to eight points by virtue of the walkover from, from, from London. But um, there are only three counties that have their destiny in their own hands. And those three are Wexford, Wicklow, and Limerick. So, like, the stakes are high for Limerick, uh, right? You might say um, Sligo have nothing to play for. Uh, not entirely correct, because both sides, of course, will be looking at the bigger picture. Um, obviously, Matt, Limerick returned to action last week. Yeah. Um, with a poor first half. Um, they were down 1-8 to 3 at halftime. They got it back to lose by just a goal. They'll obviously learn a lot of lessons from that poor first half. They dominated the second, but they'll have to go and run against Sligo. They will, and, and um, uh, of, of course, um, and it proved to be a masterstroke, a masterstroke um, for two reasons. Um, Billy Dee made three changes at halftime, which is kind of a unique situation. <clears throat> now, the changes for, for, the, for the most part worked. But um, in the bigger picture, um, what the changes meant was that, that people are anything at this stage could assure that their places, and it has generated a greater competition for places. Um, the fact that Billy could show at halftime, by God, if you're not doing it in the first 35 minutes, I can put in guys that can do it. So whoever... Whoever will start in Sligo, and, and we should probably know later today, will hit the ground running from the first whistle, Jack. They, they, they'll have to because they'll be looking over their shoulder and that there's guys um, jumping at the bit there to, to come in. Now, um, all right, then Rick were without Danny, Danny Neville, who was a huge loss, and, and without Bob Childs. Now, the news is 50-50 on those, and unfortunately, Danny, Danny Neville is unlikely to be fit. Um, with his hand injury, but <coughs> the news is that 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 Bob Giles is almost certain to be fit to come to come back into the reckoning to be the first part selection. So, um, like, it, it, it needed drastic action uh, at half time last Sunday, and by God, Billy wasn't afraid. Billy wasn't afraid to take it. He he, he took it, and 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 um, I I I think he will reap for the reward. Because for, for it next on Saturday, because any complacency that was there among players, any complacency that, play, that places were safe or places were nailed down, 
that's gone out the window now. Plus yeah. the fact we have to say that there was an impressive performance by Sean McSweeney from St. Sennans who came on. <laughs> yeah, it was an excellent performance from Sean on his debut and look, he'll be in the reckoning to start. But again, I'll ask you in a word this time a different question. Will Limerick be promoted on tomorrow, yes or no? Yes. Lovely. Great to hear it. Um, that's obviously um, our lot for the male fixtures the weekend. We have obviously the ladies football and the Camogie team. Um, we'll start with the Camogie team who play Waterford in their second game um, in Waterford on Sunday. Um, it'll, it'll be a tough task for Paul Sexley's side after the loss to Westmead last week. And obviously the loss of the players, look, you don't want to harp on about it the whole time, but the loss, the loss of those senior and key players is a huge blow for the team. And they'll, they'll, they'll be up against it again this, this weekend against Waterford. But a win against Waterford will reinvigorate their season. It will. It will. And it, it, it will put them back in, 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 into, um, you, you know, back in, in, into the championship race. But anything other than a win in Waterford, Jack, and, and um, unfortunately, it is, it is curtains for this year. Um, I would have said at the, at the outset of this particular truncated campaign that both um, Limerick and, and Westmead would have targeted their, their clash in the first round as, as being the one to get the campaign off to a perfect start. And But alas, um, it, it was for Westmead um, that it worked out. And like, there can be no arguments, Jack, about the merit of, of the Westmead win. Like um, we did say, and you you were there on Saturday with us. We we, we did say in the course of commentary um, that um, Westmead, even though Limerick had been in the quarterfinals last year, um, Westmead had come into the game with a very very settled side, a settled side with a winning mentality, uh, a, a, a settled side with um, with a, a very very high level of resilience because we saw that they won the. the our Aaron Junior Championship in 2017. They added the Intermediate Championship in 2019. This, after being seven or eight points down to Galway, came back and 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 won it. Now they they had um, a bit of a downer in the opening round of the league um, against Meath when they lost at home, but um, uh, that was six months previous. And obviously Johnny Greville and his backroom team had a lot of work done during during the. Um, since since um, they came back, and really they hit they hit the ground running, and Limerick found it very very difficult. Like in many ways, uh, Jack, what we saw from Limerick teams on Saturday and Sunday was very 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 similar. The Limerick Camogie team were down one seven to three points at halftime, giving themselves a mountain to climb. The footballers <coughs> were down the following day one eight to three points, but. Both second halves um, gave reason for encouragement, and certainly Limerick really, really came back into it. And and I suppose in the end, it's fair to say, maybe that we're unlucky not to have snatched the draw off it. With that powerful shot of of, of Judith Mulcahy in the finish, which which the Westmead goalkeeper saved, um, were it not for that, at least Limerick may have snatched a share of the points out of it. But Going to Waterford now is a different kettle of fish. Waterford have been to the to the uh, quarterfinals for the last two years. Galway won the All Ireland last year. 
Jack, what about Preston? And Preston really, really hard in the in the quarter final for long stages. What about Camogie? Is 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 very very much up and the uh, and the up. Now Don Laurent, who was manager down there, has left after two years. He's been replaced by Fergie O'Brien, a former Waterford hurler, and of course the legendary Dan Shannon, who 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 is coach, and 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 we know. Um, the enthusiasm that that he can in, in, instill into any teams that 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 he's involved in. So it's going to be a very very difficult um, uh, nut to crack. Waterford in Walsh Park is not go is not going to be easy, Jack. It's it, it's going to be very very difficult. Is that game on Saturday or Sunday? I thought it was Saturday. Uh, I wrote down yesterday. It was Sunday. I'll check there now just to make sure we don't want to be. Yeah, because I checked the um, I checked the website before we came on, and I thought it was Sunday, uh, Saturday at two o'clock. Um, I'll get that. I'll get that fixture down the end. I don't want uh, people just to be waiting there for us to find the fixture. But just on the, I'll find it there, Matt, when you're on the next one. But just, just on the Camogie for a second, um, obviously they're missing up to nine of last year's panel. Player welfare is probably is, is the biggest issue. Like, And it's something we're in the second year of the 20 by 20 campaign. And obviously um, women in sport has definitely been promoted more and it's definitely great to see. But this issue of player welfare, we saw it, especially in Tipperary with the care ladies having to forfeit a final it's something that has to be looked to, looked at and one way that we were discussing it is bringing all organizations under one umbrella the ga the ladies football and the camogie association uh, of course it is um, um and um it's something um that i i'm sick to the teeth of to be honest jack um sick to the teeth of nothing being done about it <coughs> and that's 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 not a, that's not a problem of today or yesterday. That that's a historical problem, and we can go back about fifteen years to when the GA initiated moves to do something about um, bringing bringing the whole lot of bodies together. Under Liam O'Neill's presidency, he he he's, he seemed to put it to the forefront of his presidency, um, talking about amalgamating the the the, the, the four organisations at Croke Park. Egon O'Farrell um, succeeded him. He he went um, and advocated the, the one club model, which I believe may be the way forward. And um, like we we have seen, we've seen it over the years. Like and I suppose Cork um, more so than any county because of their success in ladies' sport in both in both camogie and 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 ladies' football. They, they highlighted it. Um, they, they highlighted it uh, in the context of of, of Rena Buckley and and um, at Breach Cockery. I, I I remember not too long ago, Jack, about five years ago, those two girls played. I think they played a Camogie game in Castle Road, um, in 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 Cork, um, on, on a Saturday afternoon, and made a mad dash down to play a ladies' football game in Mallow the same evening. Like it would not happen. It, it would not happen in male sport. Now, and I, 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 I see this year that um, uh, Cork and and forgive me for 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 labouring in on Cork, but I, 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 I think they graphically show the example. Like you have a situation in Cork this year where you have five June players 
and they were both and both Cork teams were down to play on the eighth of 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 um, the eighth of November, and um, the, the, the the five girls in question um, were, were, were threatening um, to pull out of the panels um, if something wasn't done about it. Now, Galway, Galway Camogie came to their rescue by offering to play their game 24 hours earlier to accommodate the girls, which was, in my opinion, a magnanimous gesture. But like, all it did was delayed and left the authorities off the hook and left them, um, left them by time uh, to continue to do, to do nothing about it. I'm, there's a compelling case, Jack. I think there's a compelling case that, that all um, codes and all branches of the GA family are brought in under the one umbrella. I'm talking about hurling football, ladies football, and camogie. Like the day has gone where we have three separate organizations running it. <clears throat> like, can you justify that the GAA run the men's and men's hurling and football? We, we have we have the two separate organizations to win the to, to run the ladies uh, camogie and, and 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 ladies football. The whole thing doesn't make sense. Like the day has come where the women are entitled to parity of esteem. In in the last two years, I, I read a survey recently that has been a 17% increase in, 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 in the awareness and in, in, in uh, of of the importance of, of, of ladies sport. There are growing participation rates. There are, there are um, uh, declining dropout rates. Like all the barometers are in, are in the right direction. All the metrics um, for, 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 for ladies sport are in, in, in the right direction. So like, you know, that is, that is Jack, it has to be happened today before tomorrow. Like I can see the I can see the issue with, with, with the girls, um, with, with girls not not committing themselves, um, you know, in in those circumstances. Like player welfare, whether it's male or female, is absolutely paramount. Absolutely paramount. Like and all we have given is like all we've been hearing is sound bites, sound bites, and. And nothing else. Sound bites not backed by action. And now is the time for action. Girls involved in ladies' sport, they deserve parity of esteem. And, and it's time that we and the GA, that the GA as an organization wakes up to it and deals with it. It's an issue that's not going to go away. Yeah, and it's an issue that's not going to away, and it, it shouldn't go away until it is resolved. And that's bringing it all into one umbrella is obviously a resolution for that. But look, it's just very disappointing for the Camogie team to have to, to deal with some key players and players within their rights to choose what they do. Yeah. And if they're not being treated fairly, it's, it's action that will get rewards and hopefully that we won't have this issue going forward. But um, it's just something that yeah. the Camogie team has to deal with this year. But obviously that Camogie game is... But I think, you know, I would I keep my saying for this year, like this year was an exception. <coughs> yeah, with with, with with the pandemic, and I know there were issues in Limerick with them, the a fix, uh, with a fixtures congestion, which I, I, I suppose, you know, it's doubtful if it was avoidable, you know, but 
it's, it's, it's unfortunate it has led to a, a certain standoff, I suppose, between certain players and, and, and the Limerick players uh, and the Limerick um, authorities, uh, the Limerick Camogie authorities. I would appeal to both sides, Jack, to please put it, put it behind them for the sake of Limerick Camogie. Um, like, you know, we, if, if you think back, Jack, in 2014, we were in such a good place. We were in the unique position of winning three All-Irelands in the one year. And we, we, should, we, we shouldn't forget that, 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 that Limerick was in a very, very good place. And like, I, I will hope that, that, that there's a resolution found to this. It, it, it will not be done in the context of the current year, but I, I, I would hope and I would appeal that there would be a meeting of minds and, and that um, Limerick as, as a Komogi entity would go forward united. Yeah, hopefully. And there's definitely been some progress over the last few years. You'd hate to see it halted. And look, you, we might just look back on this Westmead game as a blip. Um, that game against Waterford is actually on Sunday. The junior team are playing Waterford on Saturday. Now, first of all, I don't see why that isn't a doubleheader, but that's beside the points. Obviously, the junior uh, team reached All-Ireland final last year. They looked at the ground running again against Waterford and get back and go one better than last year. Obviously, Jack, they, they, they will be hoping to go one better. They're in a four-county group with Armagh, Common, and Waterford. <coughs> and, um, like, if you look back to the league campaign, and I think we discussed it briefly in the last couple of weeks, um, they, they, they had a perfect record after three games um, in, in, in their league campaign. We're sitting top of the pile. And no disrespect to Roscommon and Wicklow, they were the two games that they had left when the league was cut short, and they were the two bottom sides in it. So it was looking good for a place in 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 in, in the junior league final anyway. But um, like obviously Limerick um, lost the All Ireland final last year to, to to carry, and the hope is that they they, they that they will go one better. Um, this year, and we spoke about it in this medium, Jack, about the, the different clubs in Limerick that were beaten in finals last year and subsequently went on to win them this year. So we'd be hoping that that would, um, would, would, would play out for Limerick, although Gerald Griffins didn't, um, didn't, um, didn't do so at Lahan, uh, so to that. Um, uh, but um, um, like, they will be looking to pick up on, on, on the league forum. Now, what would be a tough, tough nut to crack? I, I saw him playing Waterford in, 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 in the championship last year and it ended in a draw and bluff. Um, Waterford got a goal in the last, in the last, last, this is the, literally the last puck of the game. I, I, I think the referee blew it from the puck out. So um, there, there, there is nothing between these two teams and they were in opposite groups in, 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 in the league. So like, um, this is going to be a very, very close one, but were Limerick to get the win, it would be an absolutely perfect start. Yeah, it would be it would be a brilliant start to the weekend. Um, they're out at the same time as the footballers, obviously. Um, and then rounding off the action, well, not round, it won't be the last game, but the ladies footballers begin their um, senior all or their All Ireland Junior Championship against Derry in Louth on Sunday. Obviously, they're back in the junior ranks. The last time we saw the ladies footballers in the junior ranks, they were so impressive in winning that All Ireland. 2019 in the Intermediate Championship didn't go their way, but they have a chance to regroup now in a grade they know well. They have a chance to regroup, uh, Jack, and um, uh, it's unfortunate, but they're, 
there are only five players from that 2018 <coughs> squad who are traveling, who are, in, who are in the present squad, which is by any standard a massive, massive turnaround. Um, there, there are many parallels, of course, with this game with Leash and Ara, with Derry, and it's on in Dunleer in, in County Louth um, um, on, on Sunday at 2 o'clock. And um, when the Rick won the All Ireland in 2018, Jack, they hammered um, Derry in the league in Esquite, and I was at the game. Uh, they subsequently went to Derry all the way up to the banks of the file um, uh, in the first round and were beaten by a point on, on a day like when you wouldn't put an unwanted cat or dog out for the simple reason with tumble, lightning and rain. Um, it was almost criminal to ask girls to go out and play Camogie, but that or play ladies football, but that's what they did. And Limerick lost by a point. So now we have parallels this year in that Limerick have already trounced Derry in the first round of the league out in Martinstown. And um, now they're facing him again in the championship. So that there are no grounds for complacency because Derry seem to be able to bridge the gap between league and championship. Um, now Derry, um, Limerick had only picked up three points in, in the five games in, in in the league before it was suspended. And that was the win over Derry and a good draw with Offaly in its hay. Now, um, by contrast, Derry had been, you know, had had suffered huge defeats. Like, they had um, they'd only scored 23 points in five games, which is an average of less than <coughs> five points a game. And they had conceded, like, something like 19 goals and 70 points. Like, all the indicators are that you know it's a Limerick win, but but we can we cannot take it for granted. I I expect Limerick to win. Hopefully, hopefully that'll make it five Limerick wins to to make up for last week when we had two Limerick losses. Um, no, I, I I didn't say five with Limerick wins, Jack. Who who do you see is on going on the losing end? Then I hate to, I hate to put you in the spot like that, but. Well, uh, I'm doubtful. I'm doubtful if if the, if the girls can win the Camogie game in Waterford. I'm um, I'm hoping against hope that they will. I'm expecting that you'll you'll get a bit of a bounce back. But like I would think that Waterford are a level or two above Westmead, so it would be very very difficult there. Now the Jonah game is touch and go. Could go either way. No farm to show. Other than that game in rough last year when it was a draw. Yeah, look, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully, we'll be we'll be here hoping for uh, for five wins, but we're we're without two. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Jack. Five well, wins is the target. It is the target. Well, it could have been it could have been seven, Matt. Where obviously the the Limerick minor footballers are supposed to get their campaign underway tomorrow in the Gaelic grounds against Waterford. That's been pulled as is the under twenties hurling against Cork on Monday evening um, with the announcement that all underage change country games or championships won't go ahead for the foreseeable. They're on pause. You can make it at what you wish. Um, obviously, this level five restrictions have obviously put paid to the junior championships being concluded as well. It's, it's just very disappointing. Disappointing is a key word for all those players involved in all those various competitions. Jack, it's sickening. 
excuse the pun, um, it, 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 I, I, I just don't get it. And we're, we're talking about elite sports. <coughs> and um, um, are they saying that, 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 um, that people that, you know, earn the right to wear their county jersey at any level, that if they, they earn the right at senior level, they're elite sportsmen. And if they earn it at minor and under 20, they're not elite sports people. Jack, it, 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 just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. Neither does it make sense to me, Jack, that the same guidelines, the same protocols, and the same protection are put in place for those games as they are for the senior game. Anyone that was in Mick Neville Park last, last Sunday for the Limerick game would have left the place very, very happily. To see the level of protocols and, and uh, the level of protection for everybody that, that Limerick GAA had put in place, and not just put in place, Jack, but had actually enforced it. Enforced it. Because, and the way the substitutes were made stayed to the social distancing, <coughs> two meters apart, we in the press area were made social distance. And there was no question of closing in because you got a tap on the shoulder and you were told resume your proper position. So like uh, I left McNeville Park last Saturday, very, very happy, uh, last Sunday, very, very, very happy that um, uh, all, all the regulations, all the guidelines were, 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 were being carried out to a T. And I have no doubt that that has been replicated. Now you were in Kerry in a game and you probably saw something similar. Is, yeah. is that correct? In, yeah, uh, yeah I, was, I was in Ostak Park on Monday evening and it was done brilliantly and I was in the Gaelic grounds as well on Sunday and everything was done to a tea, to fill out a questionnaire, hand sanitization, you were away from people wearing your masks and you had no fear of picking up anything so I think it was been done right and it's just it's just disappointing to see that that the under 20s and minors who give as much as the seniors aren't classed as elite sportsmen um, so it's just it's just a hard one to take really. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, why suspend the competition that has started? Like, we, 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 we've, had, we've had four of the six counties of Munster in, in the minor and under 20 competition who have played. Now, what is the protocol about training? Can, this, can, they, can, they, clear, can they clear in groups 15? No, I if don't can, think so. It, it defeats the whole thing. Had those games been allowed to go ahead, like this weekend, like teams were being eliminated, there was no second chances. It was game over. Like how much more can these people take? And I see people coming on one after another, saying how difficult this is in young, on young people. Like they were seventy. That they've had with their exams, the uncertainty that they've had with the leaving certificate, the uncertainty that third level students have had, most of them having to forfeit their first year in college, which is a completely new life, having to forfeit college life and, and go online. How much more is going to be imposed on them? Like, what about the people? Um, when Dermot Mullins was out, um, the, the Limerick minor manager, and, and, and fair play to him. And, and he, he was on about the, 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 the level of communications on the matter, or the lack of communication on the matter. 
he, he was so right, absolutely right. Frustrating. Joe Lee has been out. Who had Joe Lee out, Jack? You know, these guys, they had invested, and their backroom teams had so much invested. And these players had built them up for some, which was one of the special day of their lives for themselves and, and, and their families. Like this, this I, I just don't get it, Jack. I, I, I don't get it. And I'm, I'm sick to the teeth, Jack, of the narrative um, about you must do this, you must do that, someone, someone must do this and then blame, blame, blame the HSE, blame Nepet, blame the government. I hear very, very few of the commentators are in inverted commas influencers um, saying the importance of we all taking responsibility for our own actions. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And in my opinion, the GAA authorities, as we saw in McNeville Park, as you saw in Kerry, as you saw in the Gaelic grounds, have left no stone unturned in conforming with what they were asked to do in the interest of protection of players, mentors, spectators, well, there's no spectators, media, um, stewards, referees. Um, like, I just don't get it. Like, these guys uh, were built up, like, you, you have the Limerick minor footballers who were shooting to be playing both of them. Uh, uh, tomorrow, it was big. It was this was the biggest day in their in, in their sporting careers to date. Like, you know, and these guys are facing it to do doing the leaving certificate. There's uncertainty. There's uncertainty about that. <coughs> Will there be a leaving certificate? Won't there be? Jack, I look. I'm only getting cross. Yeah, I can see that, but you you were bang on about it. it comes down to each individual, and from a J point of view, every individual in the J was doing it. Thirty, there was no stone left unturned. You said, and I don't want to harp on about the minors because hopefully they'll have it another day. But for a lot of players, minor is as far as you'll get, just the nature of the beast, and it's going to be it will be the biggest day for them, for their parents. Obviously, they they can't drive; they they have to rely on a parent to get the games. Everything their parents would have done everything during the lockdown to get them right. As you said about the leave insert, they don't know if it's going to go ahead. So this would have been a huge release for all underage players across the country. And it's not there now. And I, I don't claim to be an expert. I know you don't claim to be an expert either. But from the outset looking in, it just it doesn't really make sense. And it's just very unfortunate for everyone involved. It is, but but I, I, I'm wondering here, and then and, and, and Dermot touched on it about communication. I, I'm wondering here, Jack, what level of liaison, if any, had the GA authorities in Croke Park with the, with the like of the government and Neffet? Because it's as plain, it was as plain as the nose on one's face for the last three weeks that government sources were coming out and saying they wanted the champion, irrespective of level three, four or five, they wanted the championships to go ahead. Then Neffet came out and didn't conceal the fact that 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 uh, that, that that the champion they, they they they'd like to see the championship go ahead like that that um you know it, it was an antidote to isolation and to what have you and all that on all that sort of stuff like and and like what sort of clarification did the G 
a, a um, seek during that time. Now, what was the thinking of Neffet about the running of the championships and the structures? What was the thinking of the government? Why had the Department of Sport to come out and, 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 and clarify it? Like, there is where the breakdown is. Like, I, I, I would have thought that there would have been practically daily communication or liaison with, with, with the authorities in, in, in the circumstances. And we're now left with the mess. And we have a whole group of influential, of, of, of a whole group of young people out there, totally disaffected. What do we want them to do? Play no games and go to house parties? Is that what we want them to do? I, it's, it's a disgrace, Jack. Yeah, look, and I think from talking to Jolie yesterday, obviously, I think communication was it was a major issue. He said they went training on Monday evening, and the announcement came out Monday evening. And they thought they were good to go. There was no, there's no clarification. And then on Wednesday they go training, and they find out that they won't be allowed to play. Like so, it's just, it was just. I just think it was done badly. And I know whatever is done is done for the benefit of the country as a whole. And we don't want this pandemic anymore. We've been living with it now for long enough, but. I think the living with COVID plan is obviously we're allowed to have senior games. We should have underage games. But look, we could stay here talking about it all day, mess. We could get bogged down in it. But at least, wait, 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 Jack, it, it's going. It's going to change nothing. We have a pandemic. It's down to every, every single one of us to adjust our behaviour in in into line with with the guidelines and try and suppress suppress the bloody thing once and for all. Yeah, that hopefully this this will be the last lockdown we go into. But at least we have intercounty Limerick games to look forward to. We have five in total. We have two on Saturday, both two o'clock. We have the Camogie two on Sunday. We ladies football at two on Sunday, and then you obviously have the hurlers on RT at quarter to four on Sunday. Hopefully we come back next week with them five wins to look back on. But um, there'll be. We know the GA is going ahead, so we'll have five extra fixtures this weekend, and we'll have many more next week weekend. Uh, thanks for all for joining, and thank you, Matt, very much again. Thank you, Jack. Thank you very much.